0: I'm sorry. Yep, there we go. You now know that Aaron Johnson is with us once again. Mr. Aaron, I want to go watch Squid Games Johnson. You got me curious now. I got him curious because I told him half the people died in red lightning. And the
1: first like, yeah, forty something.
0: And if you haven't watched Squid Games, spoiler alert, people die (laughs) in the show. They obviously don't die in real life. They just die in context of the show itself. That we know of. Well, if they died in real life, that was a very costly budget for them then, because that would have been a lot of people they had to kill. Four hundred and fifty-five people, to be exact. That's a lot of that's a lot of graves. That means you only had one take per. Oh. For every scene that you did. <laughs>
1: you better be one good actor until the death.
0: Yeah, because I'm sure everyone signed up just for that. (laughs) Just for that. Uh,
1: What if? But wait, no, because so is is it a show then? Like the games, like is it a part of a show too or is that just?
0: No, it's part of – well – Yes, and no, it's not on public TV, it is broadcast only to very wealthy VIPs. Oh, who, that's oh, my gosh. Instead of betting on horses, bet on people. Oh, my gosh, that's, that's why I want you to watch it because there's a lot of uh oh, interesting, my gosh, thought provoking things that come from Squid Game. Is it like some people are arguing that it's a critique on communism, others are critiquing saying it's a critique on. Uh, consumerism others on capitalism others are saying that it's a critique on just allowing people to get too rich and wealthy and they don't know what to do with their money another saying that it's a critique on religion on others on there's a large list so (sighs) there's multiple aspects that as you go through it you'll see more and more things revealed through it it's uh, interesting nine episodes all right. So is that, I guess, is that going to be the end or is there going to be more? They haven't announced yet. Oh, okay. The creator hasn't said, um, the only thing that he's said is cause, so, you know, LeBron James, right? LeBron James. He apparently said something about the ending of it that the creator read. It was like, and the creator says, have you seen Space Jam 2? <laughs> and it's like, if you really feel this bad, this strongly about it, go ahead and create your own sequel. And then I'll watch it and critique it. Oh, <laughs> dang! Get him! So that that wasn't get him. But that Squid Game isn't the concept and or the topic of today. No, not uh, at all. No. Instead, what we're going to do is we're going to take the spotlight and we're going to shine it right on aaron johnson no i'm just kidding this is not
1: not where i saw this going
0: (laughs) really you didn't see it going that way huh i don't know so the the, what i want to talk about and we might have touched on this before but i wanted to kind of expound upon it a little bit more and this was triggered yes triggered by a text message i received today uh oh yeah okay the spotlight is here (laughs) from one mr aaron johnson If I was um if I was a character in my campaign that I'm running right now for Pathfinder, I would have just been turned to stone. So those who are in my campaign would understand. Uh the rest of everyone's like, huh? What are you talking about? Go watch uh nope, I can't say it because I know Brock listens, so I can't
1: <laughs> Oh we what ah!
0: Oh um. what? Mm. Yep mm. Anyways so earlier today, um, earlier today, when I say earlier today, I was like literally two in the morning, two forty ish. So I sent this message at two forty five. Two forty five, yeah. Because I just got home from our weekly Pathfinder game, where yep. I, I, I think I royally screwed with some people's minds nice. by killing off one of their. Well, I didn't intentionally do it, but um, one of their, one of their favorite NPCs got killed. Oh no! Uh, so, rest in peace, sweetie. <laughs> there will no, be no more sweetie snacks for the rest of the group. No more sweetie. That's okay. He was he was one of my favorite NPCs too. One and a one armed goblin that fought in uh, cage fighting matches that had a arm oh uh, sword that attached to his arm. Oh, okay, that's kind of dope. <laughs> that's pretty dope. That was a baker by trade.
1: That was a baker. All right.
0: <laughs> Imagine Gordon Ramsay as a goblin.
1: With the with, sword for an arm. With
0: the sword for an arm. <laughs> I like the looks of this. <laughs> He'd be a lot more thr- threatening in his shows. But anyways, so I get home at like 2.45 and I was like, hey, guess what? It's Saturday. And I'm like, oh, that means it's recording day. Oh, I'm so tired. I want to go to sleep. But then I had, "I realized, oh, dang it. Me and I never figured out the time. Um. What time? This <laughs> 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 is what I sent him. Um, uh, I, said, uh, I, said in, I sent it in Spanish. And he's like, oh, I'll be getting home around uh, four tomorrow from Chicago. Yeah. At first, my, my when I read this in the morning, because I didn't read this till like nine in the morning. Oh. Because I, I passed yeah, out r- like r- after r- that r- and r- then right. woke up. And I was like. Oh, yeah for tomorrow. What? No, it would have been 10:30 cuz it says I sent this reply at 10:31. <laughs> Oof. And I said, "Wait, Chicago?" <laughs> <laughs> huh? Tomorrow as in Saturday or Sunday? Sunday. Question mark. Um but you you oh. also continued. You're like, "I did." You said, "IDK. I don't know, man." I don't know, man. Not 100% sure. About this whole podcasting thing. I'm no good with it. I don't know why I read that in the style of Eeyore just now. I just did. (laughs) I like Eeyore. I relate. (laughs) Um, And and that got me thinking. I was like, okay, what the heck is going on? What triggered this? What? You know? And I I knew at the time, I was like, don't overanalyze this because I know if I overanalyze this right now without talking to Aaron, I can go into 5 million different directions and not be sure what's going on. So... I get ready. uh, In the morning, I, you know, pick up my dog and it sounds like a country song. I pick up my dog in my vehicle. (laughs) Prius. Yeah. Except you don't hear about Prius in a country song. country song, (laughs) no. So, anyways, I pick up my dog in the the vehicle and I'm driving down and I call my mother. I'm like, hey, coming down, blah, 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 bringing Xena. I hang up the phone from my mom and you call immediately after. Like... Like within a oh. like within a few seconds. Yeah, and I'm like, right. we, yeah. I'm like, seriously? He calls at this point. Hey. Uh, I was planning on having the conversation like fully when I got over to your place. Oh to wait, the, at that point
1: did? Oh wait, no, we already did have established on
0: one. Yeah, we, we had established kind of like you were like, well, I'm thinking maybe four, but then you're like, but maybe I'll be back at one. So yeah, I said let's do two-ish, which turned out to be the correct time. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we do that. And you call you call me and I'm, and that's when I first did my personal thing of like, so what was a, up with that text message? What, what do you mean you're not good for, yeah. And, and the reason I ask, like, what, why, why did you put that you don't know about this? You don't know, like, cause I had been thinking the other day, I was like, okay, besides a bunch of breathing things that I have to edit out of the, if you do that right now. <laughs> Besides a bunch of breathing things I have to edit out for the audio, um, you know that you, that you had actually started to enter into your own little stride. It, you're you're still baby stepping through some things, oh, but that's okay. Absolutely, but that's okay. I, it's not. I'm this on. isn't a this isn't a crawl to run. This is a crawl and all the intermediary steps in between <laughs> and everything, and and then then you can start running. Sort of deal. Yeah, I'm a late bloomer. Yes, very much so. (laughs) So I had been having those thoughts recently, and then all of a sudden I get hit with that. I'm like, wait, what? What's going on? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And 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 that's why I I started off with that kind of direct action. I was like, uh, action? That direct question. And I was like, so what was up with that wonderful text message you sent this morning? What was your answer, Mm -hmm. sir? I don't come up with stuff. Yeah. And that was the (laughs) extent of it. And (laughs) and literally in my head, I'm, I didn't yell.
1: He's very patient.
0: Well, there's two reasons why. Oh no. One, you're very easily startled if I yell. Yeah. (laughs) Second, my dog is very easily startled if I yell. (laughs) And I was doing it more out of consideration for my dog, okay, if I'm being honest. (laughs) Because she was in the car with me. I didn't want to get her startled. I didn't want her to freak out a little bit. Because, so, one thing about my dog, I I rescued her. I adopted her. And if I'm in the same house, like if I'm at my mom's house and my mom even starts raising her voice a little bit at me, Zena Zena gets tense at first. And then she goes to my mom and does whatever she can, sort of like biting her to try to get her to shut up, essentially. Oh. Like she jumps on her. She's like putting, because she knows my yeah. mom doesn't like a being licked on her face and that. So, so she, she goes she, for the face licks. It goes for the face licks. Anything to do to get my mom to be quiet. And it happens every single time. Anytime. You know, even if my mom's just playing around, like she play around raises her voice a little bit, Zena immediately goes right into action. It's like, nope, you are not doing this. So I didn't want to do that because I know how she gets, and I didn't want her to know, like, what do I do in a car when someone's yelling? Like, (sighs) she's sensitive enough where I was watching Deep Space Nine recently, and someone started yelling, and she kind of flipped out a little bit. So it's one of those things I just have to work on her with and just, you know, keep her from that situation she's yeah. very defensive of me when i'm around yeah. so hopefully that doesn't turn into a bad thing going forward but working on that so uh. but that was the main reason why i did i because I, part of me just wanted to yell and be like get out of your head <laughs> but i can't i'm stuck in it and then i i told you something that i, I don't know how you took it i was like you and Brock are essentially the same overthinking it <laughs> oh way overthinking things i guess I, like I, I don't know I how do, you took that there
1: i do it all the time
0: and that could be a bad thing It but is a bad thing. that got me to thinking um that got me thinking a lot of things actually but one of the things is that i put on the list for today i was like okay this is something that has kind of been sticking in the back of my craw for a little bit and i and i'm gonna put it on here and I put it on there, and then we were talking phone. I was like, "Did you see what I put on there? Did you feel targeted?" And you're like, "Yes, I felt targeted." Blah blah. I'm like, "What one was it?" He's like, "The one about dealing with temptation." Nope, that wasn't it. <laughs> that wasn't the one I put on there to target you. And he's like, "Oh, um, um, mm, um, the the instant backpedaling that I saw coming from, like." It was, like, as clear as day on my phone watch as I'm driving, but I could easily see this picture of, like, air, like, backpedaling. Like, um, 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 nope, I, I I didn't say anything just now. Um, <laughs> Son of a...
1: <laughs>
0: it was amazing. I, I, I wish you could reproduce how well you backpedal, but I don't think you can at this point because it is... It was one of those... You just got caught on something and you weren't exactly sure what to do. And, (laughs) you know, we didn't talk about it much on the phone, you know, there, uh, you know, at that time, because at that point you were like, well, we'll talk about this more in person. And we did later on. Um, But yes, I did put the imposter syndrome on there just because of you. And I was like, this is a perfect opportunity to bring this up because of two major reasons. One, stop it. Get it out, get out of your own head. I, how? Okay, okay. <gasps> I do. That's simpler said than done, okay? Yes. I will say that right off the back. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's the first off, okay? And I'm saying that for you, for this podcast specifically. Two, there are a lot of people, and don't get me wrong, I include myself in this a lot of times as well, who yeah. do that to themselves at their own jobs as well. Who feel oh. that they are imposters at their own jobs and feel that they do not deserve the position the responsibility the pay the power the whatever that comes with the job yeah an imposter syndrome whether it is because for you in your case with this podcast or two it is because of something at your job with that it is harmful true yeah but it is now why is it harmful is the question do you have any idea why it's harmful I mean, I.
1: I would imagine it's a hindrance on. Uh, what's what's word I'm looking for? It hinders you from going farther. Would be one thought.
0: Why does it hinder you from going farther?
1: Because you're already kind of. I.
0: Uh,
1: <sighs> all right. Yeah. Because like you already, I guess what 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 was you was was it like what what was the selling yourself short?
0: Is that is that a Is that a thing? Selling yourself short. Okay, go ahead and define selling yourself short.
1: (laughs) Um, I guess pretty much just. I mean, you're limiting yourself to what you can achieve. You're pretty much just telling yourself you're not as capable of doing something that you probably very much well are capable of doing, if not even better.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because one one of the things about imposter syndrome, right, is okay, Aaron. I'm I'm, I'm picking on you right now because okay. you, you you kind of triggered this in <laughs> me right so now. Sorry. <laughs> But I am gonna bring in some examples of my own here yeah. from my own life here. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's say you're at work, right? Yeah. And your boss yeah. comes up to you and he says, Man, you did a great job with this labeling. You did you got it knocked it out of the park. Mm. You know you, you know, you you just you did great. Mm-hmm. What what's your immediate thoughts when you hit that when you hear that?
1: Uh I mean well, thank you. Okay, I just kind of like I feel like my normal thing would just be kind of like the like the shy away. ish kind of like oh stop.
0: And why would you shy away?
1: No, it, it, I, know
0: that's, I know it's I know it's like a
1: legitimate question. It's I, it's a compliment.
0: And why are accepting compliments hard? I don't
1: because
0: I always, oh, I, oh, part of me thinks that I could be doing better than I am. So part of you thinks you could be doing better than you are, Yeah. even when you receive a compliment on a job well done and the good boss in the saying place. you just knocked it out of the park. So... That's definitely part of an imposter syndrome. Is it really? God yes. Because you're, 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 you're feeling like a fake. You're feeling like you, yeah. you maybe lucked into it. Like, oh, I got lucky in how I did it. <laughs> instead yeah. of, instead of hey, no, my hard work and my experience is what allowed me to get to this. Now, I'm not saying that you go and do this and be a braggart about it. You don't go, no, oh, yeah, well, yeah, guess who ooh. just did all those labels by oh, That's me. That was... Let me flex for you. No, that's not how it goes. Okay. No. I'm what, just doing my job. Okay. okay. Mm. The, there is, there is some, you know, whether you believe in luck or not, there's some luck and, you know, how some things happen. But a lot of it, when you break it down, comes to your training, tr- comes to your experience. Heck, take Johnson, the Velpert of 2021. Yeah. Versus Johnson the Velpert of, what year did you start? Ooh. How long have you worked there? This is going on like six or seven years. Okay. So take the Velpert, Aaron Johnson the Velpert of 2015 versus Aaron Johnson the Velpert of 2021. Wait, has
1: it really been that long? Let's, Holy <laughs> crap. I was there before I turned
0: 21. Okay. L- l- <coughs> anyways, anyways. Oh okay, yeah. Come back. I'm coming back. Take Aaron Johnson the Velpert of 2015 versus Aaron Johnson, the Belpert of 2021 right now, right? Give them both the same task. How well would the 2015 version do? Uh, Probably not not as as well. Not as well, not as efficient, not as, you know, uh, not as good in quality as the 2021. There would probably be a lot more mistakes, a lot more errors, a lot more things that would have to be redone. Correct? Correct me if I'm wrong. Yes? Yeah. You're Right. (laughs) So what happened between 2015 and 2021? Um, uh, uh. You learned quite a bit. That's quite a few years of experience you have built up. Yeah. How many years does it take? You know, you go by the old rule of how many how long does it take to become a master of something?
1: Right. What is that? Ten, Ten years. Old. Oh, a decade.
0: Guess what? I'm almost at a decade. 2015 to 2021. 20, <laughs> That's six years. That is yeah, that is six years. You're six percent a master. Oh my god. By that old standard kind of scary, okay. Yeah, so why would you then go? Well, it was just luck. Why, why you give it? I, just, kinda...
1: I got lucky with this one, Kate.
0: Yeah, I know. <sighs> it just happened to work out really well. Yeah, and tell me if this is wrong. If you, if you find yourself doing this, do you ever go? Oh, it's, it's it's not a big deal, it's not important, it's just my job. Do you ever find yourself doing that? <sighs> Maybe, okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Imposter syndrome is also minimizing the accomplishments, uh, if at all possible, especially on like a major project or something. You know, you just got a rush order of doing, you know, 5 million Trump towels over the next year. <laughs> and you somehow managed to knock it out of the park in 10 months instead of 12 yeah, months. Heck yeah. You know, you, you, be just because you're experiencing your efficiency. Okay. Yeah. Obviously, very exaggerated. I don't know what the air actual throughput is, but <laughs> you know, I'm just throwing stuff out. Uh, but you know, you get that done, right? And your boss goes, that was an amazing job. Good job. He-, you know, here's a bonus. And you go, oh, it wasn't a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing my job. I was, just, I was doing what you told me to do, boss. <laughs> it's like, really? Really? No, you did a great thing. Uh, I don't think you realize how great of a thing you did here. And then, like I said, you know, probably feeling like a fake. You probably have felt like that at work, and sometimes, especially like maybe you're comparing yourself to someone who's been there longer than you, <laughs> and seeing what they could do versus what you could do. Especially when you're the beginning compared oh, to now. Oh well, yeah. You yeah. know, it's like oh yeah, uh-huh.
1: it is weird to be considered one of the big guys
0: now, one of the seniors. Is. Yeah. Why is that weird? You've been there six years I at least. Know. Well, wait, yeah, at least, yeah, I know. It's just, I guess
1: the funny thing is, is um, <laughs> one of the days it's like, I'm, I'm, if both of the other two big guys are gone, I'm the next one in charge, and everybody there's older than me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just so it seems so weird to me. Uh, yeah, it's weird. That means I have to tell people what to do. <laughs> Or be able to figure out stuff for them to do.
0: They have the trust in you because you've been there long enough. You've learned the ropes. You've learned these things. You're not an imposter. A a decent amount, yeah. Okay? Yeah. Now, let me ask you this, and you tell me what you think. Uh Uh-oh. Okay. Uh, According, now, obviously, there's various studies in that, but what do they think percentage-wise, obviously, right? Because, you know you have 100% of the population, you know, male and female, right? Okay. What percentage male, what percentage female suffer from imposter syndrome, do they say?
1: Probably more male than female.
0: Is it? Give me numbers.
1: Uh 63% male and the rest female.
0: Actually, kind of reverse
1: that. Oh, is it it's more female than is male? Yes. Really?
0: Yes. Uh, obviously they need to probably update some of these studies, but the last study that they did, it did indicate that it is more prevalent among women, specifically women of color. That doesn't mean men are not susceptible to this. They are definitely susceptible to this and they can definitely do it.
1: Yeah. Um, I guess that doesn't make, that makes more sense for it to be that way.
0: Why does it make more sense? I
1: don't know. I just, I will know. (sighs) Maybe I can't say that. And I'll, I'm just, because you know, uh, um, I'm just, as first, when I was thinking it had been more men, is because I'd seem like there's a lot of expectations put on men, but there's still a ton of expectations put on women, too, it seems like. Yeah. So I can, yeah. I can easily see it being more women as well. Especially, yeah. Yeah. I'm just imagine, yeah. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. I get that. Hmm. All right. So I'm a f- what? I'm a part of the percentage though. Huh.
0: Well, oh, no. it, it's <sighs> that's fine. That's fine. Um I I it would I would be very surprised if many people were not. Yeah. Um I I I think honestly based on what they have there there's probably going to be more people with this imposter syndrome than not. Right? Um, How many times have you heard in work meetings where people go, oh, it's it's no big deal, it's it's okay, you know, it's just whatever. We have to kind of learn that it is okay to accept praise for our work. (laughs) Right. Whether we like it or not at times. Yeah. I get it, especially like in the Christian church where you're kind of taught this, you know, try to take things with humility thing. Yes, mm. do that. And there's a fine balance between the two. Uh, balance number one, obviously, is you could say, hey, thank you for appreciating my work. Mm. You know, I, you know, you could appreciate back that you're being appreciated. Mm-hmm. You know, that's fine great you know you've acknowledged that the, they think you did great work you're able to continue on you get that praise you feel good about yourself now if you go around like I said and you go oh look at me the boss just gave me a big a big compliment yeah <laughs> you know you're bragging to all your coworkers. you know <clears throat> okay that is moving that's it too much that's moving it to the extreme area yeah. um and
1: <laughs> yeah stop it right you ain't you ain't all that hot okay Knock it off!
0: Really, knock it off, huh? Yeah. So that that's one thing I would say uh, is learn to, and this is, I, I will say this for me, that was, that was, I would say, still is probably one of the hardest things that I have had to learn, is how to take a compliment. Yeah. On this, uh, for the longest time of my career, I would go to meetings, heck, okay. Uh, again, th- I'm just stating facts. I'm not trying to brag here, okay? Uh, but this is a fact. Yeah. I went to a partial conference at one point. It's yeah. one of the technologies I use. They had a test there. They administered this test. Uh, it was very limited number of people who could take this test worldwide. A, you had to go to one of these conferences. You went and you had to sign up to take the test. You took the test and then they graded you. Now, this test wasn't your normal coding test um, where you got some problems and all that. This was a decently, moderately advanced partial script. Actually, they, call it, they called it a very advanced partial script. And, anyways, going through the test, only four of us passed that year in the world. Okay. Four of us. I was one of them. Even after that happened, I was still like, am I good enough to go and speak at this (laughs) conference? I had to be convinced by other people (laughs) that I was. dip, Sherlock.
1: (laughs) Of course you're.
0: That that I had, that I was worthy enough to do this, even though I just freaking passed a test that most people failed. Oh my gosh. That. And yet here, when they're like, hey, would you like to, you know, why don't you submit to speak at next year's conference? And I was like, am I good enough? Well, I have anything to say. Who wants to listen to me? (laughs) Hello? (laughs) (laughs) Again, this is an act, like this is a a, a fact that you can go, you know, that can pull up the data for. It's Mm -hmm. like, wait, no, I'm one of the craziest people that thinks weirdly in this language. (laughs) Okay. Right. Somehow I did this and they passed me. Don't know how. <laughs> I still don't believe it to this day. <laughs> but, you know, that's what I'm saying. I, even getting the, hey, you pass this, come and speak now. And it's like, yeah. wait, well, no, but, no, no, not me. Uh, somebody that, else. That, that can't be me. And then it's like, wait a minute, what am I doing to myself on that? Factually, I have the skill set. Right. Factually. I can do this factually companies are coming. We're knocking on my door essentially saying, Hey. Work for us. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and thankfully like the spot we're working at now was kind of that same little thing. Like, Hey, we need someone to come do some automation stuff and do this and script this. And we need you to come do that. And it was like, cool. Uh, came right at the right time and everything. And I, I really enjoy what I do working now, and mm. I'm not looking to leave there anytime soon. So that's that, <laughs> that's good, you know, that that's good. And part of me wonders if earlier on in my career, if I had learned how to take a compliment, if I had learned how to say, you know what, factually, objectively, I deserve to be in this position. Not as a, not like me trying to brag or anything like that, but that I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing what I need to do. If maybe my career had taken, maybe it sounds weird, but maybe my career maybe not had, uh, slowed down like it did at certain points. Like it would have moved towards different things. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one reason why I'm like, I don't want to do management. I feel like at times, and I'm still working on this myself. So this isn't something that I'm telling you, Mr. Johnson, that you, oh, got, no. that you got to fix now, and you can never have an issue with this again, because you are going to have an issue with this again. whether you like it or not? Oh, I know I am. <laughs> and I wonder if, like, maybe I had, like, if I had accepted this about me earlier, like, where I learned how to accept a compliment, it would be management or something, but I'm not, and that's fine. I've learned to live with that. I'm fine with that. But uh, it, it took me Maybe until like three years ago to learn how to take a compliment at work where I could, when someone came up to me and said, hey, that was a great job, where I didn't feel embarrassed and guilty yeah. or ashamed And, I, so and, and I could so say, weird. and I could look at them literally and say, thank you. Thank you for acknowledging that. Yeah, You know, it, it, it becomes something that once you start learning how to take a compliment, that you learn slowly how to accept it without feeling like you're a fraud, like you're a fake question is then what do you do how do you how do, how do you overcome how, how do you overcome this how do you make yourself not practice. impostory <laughs>
1: don't know i don't know but
0: practice well okay so uh-oh There's a few things you can do. One of those is accept your role in success. The first step to believing you're not fraud is to internalize the role you played in the success. Look at what you did to make whatever that project is or that product you're working on a success. What did you do and how did that contribute to it? Coming back to podcasting. There have been months where you have come up solely by yourself the ideas for the month, but I mm, just have to do it again. <laughs> but because you failed, you didn't do, you weren't able to come up with some ideas for one month. Yeah. Uh, so let's uh-huh. look at the previous three, four, five, six months. Nuh-uh. and how many ideas that came from your head? I don't know. A good, I, I a, good ch- know. a good chunk of them. Wait, really? Yes. Oh. Now, just because you don't know a bunch of data all the time, well, A, you know, two things going in on this against your favor. One, I have a laptop up in front of me actually where I can look up data as we're talking. You'll notice sometimes I will start a conversation and I will add in a bunch of what I know about it. But while I'm talking about what I know, I'm looking up on the side mm-hmm. stuff that correlates with what I maybe need to fill in the blanks or remind myself on. Right. So okay. it doesn't help you that you don't have like a computer or something like that in front of you to be able to research and the fly on the go as we're doing this. So that's one thing. Yes, you have a block of cheese. <laughs> Second thing, you know, you're younger. You Trust me. When you're younger, you don't necessarily pay attention to everything that's going on in the world. And I get that. That's fine. Um, maybe that's something that you'll pay attention to as you get older or not. That's up to you. I don't know. Don't care, really. Mm-hmm. The thing is, this is, this is, uh, this is, uh I, I'm, I'm going to keep this in here, but I'm talking to you directly. I don't care if at oh. the, the mic was off or on right now. Okay. <laughs> okay. The, the fact is you have come up with a lot of ideas for the past few months. Yeah. Okay. Some have been used, some haven't, but you have, but a lot of them have been used. Okay. Okay. You interact in the conversation, not always like knowing the full thing, but Remember when we had that um, meeting with Eric early in the year, what was your role that we determined your role is? Ah, your role isn't the one of knowing knows. all the data. Your role is the one of asking the questions.
1: Yes, this is true. I was thinking about that
0: today. So what is your success? Was your role in the success of this podcast? Your role is coming up with some ideas and asking some questions. That's your role. Have you been doing that? Yes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You didn't hear what I said, did you? No, I didn't. Okay, good. (laughs) What did you say? (laughs) (laughs) I'll hear it on the recording. Do (laughs) you? Yeah. Yes. So, what does that mean then? I can do it. Right? Maybe. Right? <laughs> if your part of the project came in successful, yeah. what does that mean? I did it. Correct. I, I did it. I wanted a statement, not a question. Oh. <laughs> you did. Confident. Yes. Which so. means you're part of the success of everything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's the next thing you could do to help overcome imposter syndrome? You can focus on providing value. Well, in your case, how do you do that? Well, you find into your role. What's your role? Helping with some of the topic ideas and helping with questions questions. as the conversation is going along. And those questions you ask are not questions like high-level, deep theological questions. These questions are, (laughs) how does this correspond back to normal day-to-day?
1: This is your average joke.
0: Exactly. Yeah. What's the next thing? Well, here's the next one that maybe is going to be the hardest for you because it was the hardest. I know this was the hardest one for me at first. Mm. Collecting positive feedback about what you've been doing and internalizing it and accepting it. How do you do, how do you work? Exactly. How do you do that? How? How do you, create a record of compliments and positive comments that you get regarding the things you do. So when I say, Hey, that's a great idea. Thanks for bringing that to my attention. Stuff like that. When I say that, don't just brush it off. Actually accept it that that's something that you got. Something I love that our work does, um, for this to kind of help with this is we have this thing called Bravo. And Bravo, what it is, is like if someone does something, you know, pretty uh, amazing or good or whatever, A, I write them a little note to say thank you for, you know, whatever. I can give them some points, which I can turn into the company store for some stuff. But also that note gets sent to their manager. So their manager knows, hey, Paul, you know, Paul or whoever is doing this awesome job for me. Awesome. Great. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. But here's the thing. And, And I started doing this for myself just so on days when maybe i'm having difficulties doing things i can go back and look at like hey this is what my coworkers have upset about me about the work i've done before it's not so much of a like look at me look at me look at me it's a remind myself no i'm actually doing great work even if at times it seems a little hard right and so i can go back and kind of read some of them and go okay yeah 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 the last thing you could do Talk to someone else who is objective about it and ask them what they really see your contribution to the project or the product is. Hmm. Because sometimes you need to hear that from outside of yourself in order for you to hear the truth. Hmm. Because we can lie to ourselves so easily when we hear something. Mm -hmm. You know, Either you know, and I'm not saying just like talk to them like equipment like, hey, how did how did you think I did in the project? Actually, sit down, talk with them about about it. Because if again, you're gonna hear the whole, oh, you did great on the project, and then you're like, oh, did I really do great? Did mm-hmm. I really? Did I? I kind of screwed up that one part, and I was a day late with that other part. So was it really it that was great? Really, yeah, no. But the the other person can hopefully objectively look at it and say, look. Overall, maybe the product was a day or two late, fine, whatever. But you got the product done with no errors. The client was happy. We got paid. You know, you could see all these metrics objectively outside of your emotional feeling. Because our emotions lie to us all the time. Mm. And if we listen to them completely all the time, we're going to just sit there and go, oh, they're telling me I did okay, but they really hate me.
1: Right. God. That. Is that kind of like where you just take things at face value type thing?
0: Ish, maybe. right? Yeah. No. And sometimes you don't want to just be, um, excuse me, sometimes you just don't want to take things at face value. And sometimes, here's our flip side of it, sometimes you have to take things at face value uh-huh. and remove your feeling from it.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because sometimes, depending on how we're feeling that day, we may interpret what they said as something completely negative, even though it should be positive. Right. And here's the thing. If you collect those like encouragements or you collect those things of like, hey, you did great on this, da, da, da. Like I said, on days when you're feeling bad, on days when you're down or discouraged about stuff, you can go back and look at them and be like, look, they they said I did. Yes, I did this. Great. Okay. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. So, there's a couple books um, I would definitely recommend. Um, Oh, he took it away for sale? Well, I wonder why. Uh, So, if you can find it. If you can find it. Don Jones, Be the Master. I have enjoyed that uh, book for my career uh, kind of thing as well. And in, in it... He talks about some things that helps you kind of get over some of that imposter syndrome stuff, Um, specifically stuff like, hey, look, how does a master of their craft and career teach others? You know, obviously it's one thing to help teach, you know, learn yourself, you know, teach yourself things, but how do you pass that knowledge on to other people? Because when you're helping other people learn these things, you all of a sudden learn how to do things in a way you never thought before possible, and you feel less. Well, at least I felt, I felt less impostery doing it that doing that. <clears throat> you know, uh, another book of his is uh, "Own Your Tech Career: Soft Skills for Technologists." Now, obviously, this oh, is one. This mean. one's more for technology, but in this, you're you're learning soft skills. What are soft skills? Soft skills? Uh-huh.
1: Makes me think of it, well, if I say very surface level kind of stuff. Why am I thinking of soft being a surface though? So, I don't know. I
0: think of soft being just simple and easy. Well, definitely not simple and easy. Oh. Soft skills are things like like your personal branding, your career maintenance, um how to do how to how to get yourself like promoted in your career what your career looks like navigating the rules of business world performing market analysis to keep your skills relevant regardless of their tech or not you know how do you do clear communication how do you do time and productivity management how do you navigate those business needs that the company needs those are your soft skills, your networking, your ability to work with others in the team. Those are, when, when they say soft skills, they're not talking about easy or anything. They're oh. talking about skills that are not specific to your specific trade. Hmm. So in this case, a hard skill for me would be coding. That's a hard skill. You know, that's not just someone that any Joe Smoke can go off and do. Right. But a soft skill how to reply back to an email in a timely manner with professionalism to advance my career. That's a soft skill you can do regardless if you're doing coding or not. Oh. Huh. So he talks about that in, in there. Um, yes, it's more fo- focused on technology. I get that. Right. But I still find it good. I do still find the Be the Master book uh, very much um, useful. I have the second edition myself. The lace edition was fourth edition. I don't know if he's going to be doing a uh, fifth edition or not, but that's okay. So it's, but what was the first one? Be the Master. Oh, that was, okay. Yep. Uh, like I said, I have the second edition, um, and it's by Don Jones, D-O-N space J-O-N-E-S. Uh. You can find it on Leanpub, where you can get like the PDF, ebook versions, and all that. Right. Uh, You can also get hard copies on Amazon, as well. So, there's I think paperback starts at twenty dollars for the fourth edition. But so there's uh, so many editions. Yep, he definitely updated that one a few times. So Don Jones has, and if you like Don Jones writing style, well, he has a couple other books out there that, uh, if you like some more fictiony stuff, he has some books called like master of the tower, Daniel scratch, the order of some, I personally have not read them. Um, but they are on my list of when I get time and free time, which might be a while for me. So those are definitely some books uh, if you want to look on imposter syndrome. As well as maybe getting your career a little bit, a little bit, uh, like what do you say it? Give your career a little boost there. Right. Other books S- that they recommend for, this is, they say, hey, these are, um books that they recommend for if you're struggling with imposter syndrome. And Aaron's getting ready to write them all down, I bet, at this time, right? <laughs> so the first one is Ditching Imposter Syndrome by Clara Hosa. The next one, Why Do I Feel Like an Imposter by Sandy Mann. Uh, the next one, Own Your Greatness by Lisa Orbe Austin and Richard Orbe Austin. The next one. Okay, this is an interesting title. The Middle Finger Project by Ash Ambridge. The Imposter Cure by Jesse Hibbard. The Secret Thoughts of Successful Woman by Valerie Young. And then this one, this, oh, this one's like right up Aaron's uh, field because it has a guy who uh, has like a white mask in front of his face uh for the cover. Nice. The imposter syndrome by Harold Hillman. Mm-hmm. Another one. Unlocking your authentic self by Jennifer Hunt. And then yes, you are good enough by Trish Taylor. So if you're looking for some other books because you love reading books, those are ways those are other things you could read as well. But really what it comes down to, at least from my experience, learn how to take a compliment, internalize that compliment, and don't think that you are a failure automatically when something comes up. Because here's the the deal. Let's be honest and, and real about business. If you are not living up to the bargain, that you made with them. And that bargain is the fact that every X number of days, they pay you X amount of dollars. If you're not living up to that bargain, why would that business keep you around? If you are not living up to the bargain of, you know, work, they will fire you. No questions asked. If you're not, if you're not worth that money, if you Aaron were not worth the effort, the energy and everything else that you For what you bring to this podcast, you would have been gone a long time ago.
1: I'm glad you use this as an example.
0: (laughs) So every time you think that.
1: Yeah. Get ready.
0: Ask yourself the one question. Why am I still there? If I am such a failure, why do these people keep me around? Are they failures as well? Or do they see something in me potentially that I am not seeing myself or am not allowing myself to see? Dang. So dang it, Aaron. There is <laughs> nothing wrong with what you're doing. Uh. And I know it's not a simple, okay, you hear this and you're, okay, I'm off to good. The, well, no. now I'm perfectly fine. No, it's going to take, <laughs> take time. I get it. I'm not expecting you to do an instant 180 flip on on me and and be all like, "Oh, I'm a good now. <laughs> I, I know still what I'm expect doing. I still expect to be all oh, sexy doodles. <laughs> yeah, I probably will be. <laughs> okay. See, exactly. <laughs> but again, it's not the immediate best, it's not the immediate change. It's the trip to that destination of that change. Right. As long as you're making progress forward, that is a great thing. Because I'll be honest here, Mr. Johnson, guess who doesn't have enough time in their day to spend with someone who's not pulling their weight? I don't. You don't. Your job doesn't. No, 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 And that same thing applies to your friends and the various aspects of things that you do. People are busy. We talked about this before. We only have 16% of our lives as free time. We don't have time to be around people who
1: are not worthy
0: of being, of spending our time with and on. That's a reality. Unfortunately, sometimes it comes down to a bit simple business transaction. So if you ever go, am I worthy? Stop there. Look at the facts objectively. Are they spending time with you? Yeah. Okay. Are they continuing to engage with you? Okay. If it's a job, are they paying you? Okay. Then yes, you are worthy of whatever it is that you're doing. Yes, you are worthy of those compliments, of those praises, of those adulations, of those good works. And yes, you are worthy for you to say thank you for acknowledging my work that I did. Without feeling guilt, without feeling shame, without feeling like you're a failure, without feeling like you're a fraud. Because it's not luck. Because you could attribute luck to one time. Like, hey, I got through this, this, this project one time. It was luck. If you're on your 50th project and you're still good in compliments, it's not luck. I'm sorry. It, it can no longer be luck. <laughs> you just know what you're doing at this point. It's called skill. Yeah. It's called experience. It's called you have mastered a a trade. It happens. Like I said, I'm just as guilty as this as you. So this isn't a me like (sighs) berating Aaron thing. This is a Aaron listen, man. And and I've seen this for a while with you where you you don't take a compliment the best. (laughs) No, I don't. (laughs) Ah, no. So I'm going to say this right now. (laughs) Yeah. Mr. Aaron Johnson. Yeah. You do a heck of a good job on the show, even though you don't realize it at times. And half the time, you provide a lot of good interaction because it would be pretty dry with me just talking solo here. So thank you, and you do a great job. (sighs) Thank
1: you. so quiet but thank you
0: (laughs) (laughs) did that get a little too personal there? no no
1: (laughs) no